All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 
Uh, all right. We'll get into some comments in the YouTube in just a little bit. Also, it is Super Bowl week out in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are going to go out to Vegas in about 26 minutes. Pete Blackburn's going to join us yeah. at the middle point of the show. He is from the new show, What Chaos. If you have not checked it out yet, you absolutely should. I'm a big fan of old Pistol Pete Blackburn. You saw him in Toronto. The six. Yeah, I did. I saw him in one of the media workrooms. Me and him, uh, he's one of the guys I bump into quite a bit at All-Star Games and whatnot. So a big shout out to Pete for giving us some time today. I'm excited to hopefully by the end of the show, maybe I'll tease who our guest is tomorrow as well. I think we're doing good. I I have confirmation. He told me he's doing it. Well, Chris Osgood told me the same. No, he didn't. He never texted us back. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, but it is also one month until the NHL trade deadline. And with that in mind, our guy Frank Saravalli put out a new trade targets list. So let's start the show with a little bit of trade talk. It is the rumor roundup, and it is brought to you by our friends out at Tourism Jasper. Jasper in January may be over, but Liam, you and I are two taken men. We are off the market. And yep. Valentine's Day is yeah, coming up. Ideas. Sig significant day. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're flat out of ideas for Valentine's Day, may I suggest a cabin in the Rockies with our friends at Tourism Jasper? Don't, Come on. Don't go stealing my ideas. <laughs> I've are told you, you... Are you actually doing I that? am doing this. Shit. Unbelievable. Does Andrea watch? Now everyone's going to go fuck. Does watch? There's going to be no rooms left and I'm going to be... I'm going to be stuck at home. I thought you already booked it. No, I haven't booked it. You know, well, get going. I'm a procrastinator. Tourism.jasper online if you want to be I like Liam and book. I didn't move to this seat until... 11.59 today. 11.58. Liam is sitting on the other side of the couch. And I said, come on, Liam, slide over. And you said, I have a minute. <laughs> <laughs> come on. What? Uh, anyways, new Daily Faceoff trade targets board up at dailyfaceoff.com from our boy Frank, who was on the show yesterday. Uh, let's dig into the top 10, Liam, because there are some new names on this list. Hannah Tanev, the two Flames defensemen are one and two. Henrique. Marc-Andre Fleury and Scott Lawton round out the top five. So not only does Lawton move up onto the list, he moves into the top 10. He moves into the top five. The number six through 10, Sean Walker, Jake Allen, Nick Dowd, who Frank said the market for Dowd could be a first round pick. What if Nick doing? Dowd gets a first round pick, stay away. Don't get him. Just for the record, Nick Dowd was traded for Jordan Subban once in his career. Not PK. Like the third best Subban. You could argue the fourth. His dad is quite a man. Fair enough. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich is the other new name on the list. Like Jacob that. Chikrin rounds it out. Buchnevich is interesting, man. Yeah, that's a, a very intriguing piece for an affordable price, I would say, if you can get some money retained for sure. And a guy, One more year, $5.8 on the deal. He might be the best player on this list. He's on pace to score 30, 35 goals this season with that Blues team. He's basically been a point-of-game guy since St. Louis acquired him. That cap hit would be really tough for the Oilers to work in. I'm not sure how you do it unless you can convince the Blues to keep 50%. But with an extra year on the deal, you are going to have to pay handsomely for that. The other thing that maybe doesn't make him the best fit is he shoots left. Traditionally plays the left side of the ice as well. So... You know, maybe Buchnevich can flip over and play the right wing for you. Maybe you can flip over some other pieces and build out some depth that way. But the fact he's not a right winger it turns me off a hair. Okay. But I still don't mind him as a fit. I got some ideas for Mr. Buchnevich, which I don't want to give away yet. Okay. We're going to, yeah, we have it. Let me get to that later. I, okay. I got some. 
thoughts I'll spill. Numbers 11 through 20 on Frank's list. There is one oiler in this range. It's Brett Kulak, simply because Frank is talking about the idea of going and checking down from a Kulak to a Broberg to open up some cap space, potentially. Other names on this list, I could see the Oilers having a little bit of interest in. One being Vlad Tarasenko. We talked about this yesterday with Frank on the show. Listen, a right winger who will not, shouldn't, I should say, shouldn't cost you a first-round pick to acquire, has been on a couple of long playoff runs. I don't hate the idea of Vlad Tarasenko. Another guy who's, he's on the list, so I, I want to bring him up. It's Mikhail Granlund. If I, you, I thought about him yesterday, but I wasn't sure what his injury status was because he's currently on the LTIR. Currently on IR. He's got one more year left, though. A five mil. Because like, I was thinking, I like him. I like him. If you get the Sharks to retain 50%, is he a good 3C option? But with that extra year, one, Sharks might not be willing to retain because they only yeah. have one more retained money spot left on the books. And uh, do you want to sign up for a second year, Mikhail Granlund? I don't know. If he was a pending UFA, you could get him retained twice and bring him in. Yeah. It might only like, cost you like a third and a fourth round pick to do all of that. But she's a leading scorer, a uh, second leading scorer this year. I believe. Having a good season. Uh, behind Thomas Granlund, only 31 yeah. now. But I like him a lot. 29 points. He's not scoring very much this season, all five goals, but mm -hmm. he's had a history of being close to a 20 goal guy, being a 20 goal guy, like be a good depth option. I just feel like there's too many layers with him to, to have him involved in any kind yeah. of trade talks to Edmonton. Yep. I'd look at the other San Jose guy that we spoke about yesterday. If like you were going to look and Duclair, 50% retained, easy to squeeze yeah, in, fits like, onto your third line nicely. You could figure something out there. I, I think his ability to be flexible works for his team. My laptop just shut off. That'll happen. It's not like you just got a new one. This is two months old. Uh, Brandon Duhame's on that list from the Minnesota Wild. I know people out in Minnesota, our guy Seth oh, Tupel yep. loves Brandon Duhame. 1.1 million pending UFA. So if they were willing to keep 50%, he suddenly becomes one of those cap positive kind of assets, right? Um, that If you want help in the bottom six, sure. The only thing I don't like about Duhame, like he's a winger, not a center. If he was a center and could win you draws, I'd be in on him. You have Yanmarks and Derek Ryans and Gagne's and Connor Browns. I don't think you need to add more depth on the wings to your bottom sit or to your fourth line. I think you need to add a centerman if you're adding to the fourth line. Yeah, I I agree to an extent, but again, like I've liked what Brown and Yanmark have brought to the team. Like they have positive moments, but also they have one goal combined this season. Like, I don't know what Duhame has, but he brings a little bit of something to the game, right? Outside of scoring as well, yeah. similar to those two. So maybe an upgrade on them, but that wouldn't probably be like fifth on my priority list. One of those guys. Let's go through spots 20 through 30 and round out our breakdown of Frank's list for our pals at Tourism Jasper. Morgan Frost, I think I'm okay. I like I like the player. I, like I don't him. like the fit. Yeah, I just don't think it makes sense. Jordan Greenway is too expensive for what he does. If you want Greenway, just go get Duhame. 100%. Yeah. Zucker, too expensive. Hoffman, no thanks. Tessier, that's our boy. Yeah. Plus, another thing on Greenway, he once made fun of Darnell Nurse's contract to his face. That's really mean. We just do it behind Daryl's back. Exactly. How dare like you? Like men. <laughs> uh, Tessier, we both don't mind, I think, right? I'm a fan. Especially, again, get Columbus to keep 50%. Why not? Sealer, D'Angelo, Jake Gensel at number 30. You might be like, why the hell is Jake Gensel at number 30? Keep in mind, this isn't Frank's ranking of who's the best players on the market. This is trade targets and it combines like who's on the market, how good they are, how available they are, the interest in them, like a bunch of different things. Jake Gensel's not available right now. Pittsburgh, as of this moment, is not going to trade 
Jake Gensel. That's why he's at number 30 on the list. So, yep. Yeah. And whatever you like, Frank said on the rundown today, didn't he? Like, that's going to come down to the wire. It is. It's going to be two days before the deadline, apparently, and they'll make their decision. And it's going to be interesting to see what the market would even be like for him if they, they get it to that point, right? Like, a team's going to want to wait that long to see if he becomes available. Like, I guess you can kind of judge it on how Pittsburgh's really playing, of course, within maybe the week or two beforehand. But I don't know. I, I really did, I don't see him getting moved because of the just everything going on with Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, it just it doesn't add up to me. All right. There you go. That is your rumor roundup for our friends at Tourism Jasper. Cabins for romantic getaways, gourmet dinners at Jasper's Mountain Town restaurants. You can get some skiing in. As well, a great Valentine's Day getaway awaits you and your special someone out in Jasper. Find out more, jasper.travel. Uh, we're going to give our takes on some potential names we like. Yes. But what we're going to do first is we're going to dig into the Charm Diamond YouTube chat for a little bit. Get a custom ring built and delivered in under four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece program. They got an unbeatable pricing policy. For more information, go to CharmDiamondCenters.com. Check out the large selection of not just Canadian lab-grown diamonds, but mine diamonds. And you don't have to pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing. OAC, proudly Canadian-owned, and it's been that way since 1972. CharmDiamondCenters.com, home of the pro-pose. I want to go all the way back to the top of the chat. Mason is in and says, Tyler, any chance the Oilers are interested in uh, Adam Boquist? Is he an upgrade over anyone? What would it take to grab him in a trade? I think the middle point there, is he an upgrade over anyone? No. If you want to take a gamble on a Swedish defenseman who you think might be on the verge of being NHL ready, <laughs> you got one. You got Philip Robert. Put that guy in the lineup before you go spend two point something mil on Adam Boquist. Zero percent uh, fit there, in my opinion, between him and the Edmonton Oilers. Um, what else do we got going on here? Todd is in on Facebook and says, Duclair, Dumba, Greenwood, be great additions to play against Vegas. We need skill and size. Duclair, I'm in on. Dumba, I, I'm not a Matt Dumba fan. I, where would you play him? I like Dumba. I just don't think he's a fan on this team, to be honest. Like, yeah, like I, he's I, a good I, defenseman, but like... Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying in the, in the breath of like, have that physicality and size and all of that. But I would argue the Oilers blue line is already big and physical. Yeah. Nurse, Eckholm, Kulak, Vinny, Cece. The one who's not physical is, is Bouchard. Yeah. But he's not even that bad. Teshier and Jenner trade Yanmark and picks. If they keep 50% of Teshier, then and take Yanmark, that frees up a little bit of room for you. And then what would it take after that? You would have to do the Kulak for Broberg thing, but then you could... You're getting close to that point to being able to afford Jenner's whole hit. But again, you might not have to trade Yanmark. Yeah, you, you could, could bur- just send use him down. Yeah, you're right. You're he right. You can ask that. I have a dim on depth in the playoffs. Yeah. I like that. I like Yanmark. We come on the show and we kind of say that stuff, but he's just, I don't know, like spendable, I guess is the word. Yeah. Odin says Yanmark is better than Duhame. I mean, maybe. I, I, again, I, Despite the bit, I don't hate Yanmark, so I agree. Um, out of all the righties for dry that I want, Boone is the only one on a tanking team right now. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, Boone's not even on Frank's list because I think the availability is a thing right now. Uh, Rusty says, Tarasenko would be interesting, but I don't know. Is he the guy we want? He's put up good numbers in the playoffs. I know the thing in New York didn't go well. And yeah, like I'll be honest, Tarasenko's not, he's not going to be in my top three when we give our top threes. But mm-hmm. if you get to March 7th 
And the senators sit there. Tarasenko's hired a new agent. I don't think you do that if you're looking to just stick around in Ottawa for the rest of the year. He's probably looking to push something. If the senators go, hey, we'll keep 50%, third and a fourth round pick for Vlad Tarasenko. We want to get something for the guy and we want to do right by him, give him a chance to go compete somewhere. Then that's a good deal. That's a guy who's going to help you this year. So again, not giving up a first round pick for him, not going and getting him a month ahead of the deadline. But what I am doing is keeping him on my radar a little bit here because I think he can help. Aaron, can you pull up the top 10? I have a question for our friend Tyler here. Um, Yeah, you. How many of those players would you give a first round pick for? Hannafin, but I mean, not in there for the Oilers, obviously. We know Calgary isn't asking for a first from Tanev, so we can just cross him off. I'd give up a, yeah. Apparently it's a second, which I'll get to in a bit. Buchnevich, if you could somehow make the money work, but I just don't see a way in which you make the money work. Like how many, sorry, how many are worth a first or how many should the Oilers be willing to give up a first for? Uh, Give a first for. Scott Lawton. It's good. You got a little bit of term there as well. I think I think that covers both questions that you just asked. Like the the first is you get the quality of the player, and I think he has two years left, right? Two years left at three million bucks. So like again, very affordable. It's an affordable player to bring in. Can play center. Twenty nine years old. Should have lots of good hockey left in the tank. A defensively responsible guy who I think put up forty five points last season. Scott Lawton's a guy I, I would really consider if I was the Edmonton Oilers. And that first round pick. Does it suck giving up a first round pick for a guy who you're just automatically throwing on your third line? Sure. But he's got two more years. You're getting him for this run and the next run and the run after that. The only thing I would counter against it is just I feel like the others have <laughs> good center depth right now. I think McLeod's playing some good hockey, but you get you can to put McLeod on the wing, though. No, I know. But then you get to next year and it's like, okay, now we have a $3 million fourth line center. Why was your third line center? I'm, I think McLeod is the future third line center. Did we not just go through a whole thing where we were like, man, McLeod is so much better as a winger? No, I know, but he's playing very well on the wing. As, uh, sorry, as a sentiment right now, too. He's been driving his line right before the end of the break. Like we spoke about yesterday as well, how good that third line was for the Oilers. It's, it's an interesting. I like Scalon, definitely. I'm just, I don't know. Wouldn't be my first pick, I don't think. Yeah, I just think the the defensive upgrade for this year is there. Like, I don't know. I, I'm fine with Ryan McLeod being a winger. And also, like, you got to remember, injuries happen oh, at yeah. some point. The Oilers have been very fortunate in the health department for basically the last two seasons here. Like, having McLeod starting next season penciled in as a winger and just being able to move him back to the center ice position kind of whenever you run into injury issues, that's a good problem to have. Like, it is. Yeah. You d- yeah, having an expensive sentiment penciled in on the fourth line, not ideal, but I don't think it would ever come to that. I think when everyone's healthy, it's just Brian McLeod is suddenly a winger. So um, Nuge Lover says, so give me Yanmark a second, Borgo and Broberg for Tessier and Jenner. The money doesn't work, which is the crappy part about that, but probably not that far off in terms of the haul it would take to get both of those players here out of Columbus. Um, all right, if you're watching the video, hit the like button. We haven't told people to do that in a while. Yeah, we need it bad today. Yeah, real Come on. real down Liam bad, as the kids the say. Yeah, let them know. Uh, all right, Liam, let's get to something we teased yesterday. We are going to reveal our three, our top three realistic trade deadline targets. So basically, what we're doing is these uh, we're not doing to Foley or Crosby or anything like that. These no. are guys who are available and could be had by the Oilers. Yes. So uh, I can go first. Liam's first. I actually don't remember who my number three was. 
But once it goes up on the screen, we'll- here, here's what I'll tell you is that this is a part of our Sherwood Ford giant question. Who are your top three realistic trade targets? It's brought to you by I Sherwood guess. Ford and their mobile service department. You can find out more about why this is the dealership, not to just get you in a new car, but to take care of you once you are in that vehicle, their service department, their valet service, all that stuff. They have a ton of bays. So you never have a long time waiting for service and repairs. SherwoodFord.ca. Shout out to Sherwood Ford the giant for the giant question of the show. Top three realistic trade targets. Who we got? Alex Tessier, number three for me. I think he's somebody who would bring a lot to the Oilers' bottom six. I think it allows you to play around with those sentiment position a little bit. Like if he's on your third uh, left wing and you have Holloway as your fourth line center, it allows you then to move Derek Ryan to the wing or out of the lineup as well. I think he's a big upgrade over Matthias Janmark, and he's only 1.5. Yeah. He has some retained on that, even if it's down to a million and you just send Yamag down to Bakersfield. Cap works. Cap works. RFA at the end of the year, 24 years old, eight goals, a couple of them shorthanded. I like the idea of Tessier a lot, but he is falling down Frank's list from when we started loving him. He's currently at 26. Yeah, because he's a pending RFA. Columbus isn't facing a ton of pressure to move nope. the guy, right? So, um, yeah, I, I like Tessier at three. Are we doing my three or Liam's two next? Let's hit the button and find out. What do you want to do? Well, let's do the three. Tyler's three. Okay. Give me a moment for me to okay. proper, <laughs> properly align this so that I don't give it away. So One day we'll properly prep. No, no, we won't. Here's Tyler's three. Uh, here's my number three. I am going with Travis Konechny. I have him a little bit lower on my list just because, you know, I think Philly or what you've heard is he's, he's movable. Philly hasn't said he's an untouchable. And for that reason, I include him on my list, but he's lower down, not because of the fit. I think in terms of the fit, he is absolutely the best player that could be potentially available. I just think the cost and likelihood of him actually being traded is pretty low because he's got the extra year. This isn't one of those guys where suddenly this summer is going to roll around and his value is going to crater. If Philly doesn't get something they don't want right now, I still think they get two premium, premium assets for him in the summer, or they could give teams the ability to negotiate an extension with them. So I don't think Philly is under the gun to move this guy before the deadline, but I do think they're open to it. And for that, the best fit on the market is Konechny. He's got to be on my list somewhere, but I understand the realistic angle of this question. So I bury him at three, but I would move heaven and what is it? What's the saying? Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth to get uh, Travis Konechny on the Edmonton Oilers. I would move it with you. He is tag team it. Perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Everything you want on this team. Uh, number two for me, Havel wow. Bujnevich. Look, I understand like the extra year and everything like that, but I think if the Oilers are going, quote, all in, how can you not go all in on a guy you get an extra year for, right? Like yesterday, thinking about what Frank said to us with the first round picks that are going for defensemen in the past calendar year, like, yeah. I think he's a great fit and every single one of those defensemen, I know he's a forward, had term besides Gavrikov and Orlov. And I think you can figure something out here. I think if it works, it also gives you the flexibility of maybe even moving on from an Evander Kane in the summer if you can find a way to do that. You upgrade to this guy. Look, I like this guy slots right into your top six. And you can push Evander Kane down the lineup if you need to. And then Holloway can go wherever you need him to go as well. More scoring in the playoffs is always a handy-dandy thing. And he's sick. You can make the money work in a, in a couple of ways. I, I think I know he's 5.8, but they always have players they could, they could probably move. Okay. I, for me, I, I don't think he's that realistic of an option just because of that cap. It. Also, 
I know he can he can play the right side apparently, but he's a left shot. I, I'm good with him on the left. Okay. And you're gonna move over whoever to make the lines work, or you move Kane down the lineup. Holloway is my full line center. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then Kane down, yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't like the speed quite as much as anymore on that third line, but you can okay. figure something out. Maybe Perry pushes up and Fogel. St. Louis has to be willing to keep fifty percent of this thing, though. Uh, they or you maybe. or if you're the Oilers, you got to pay to get out of Campbell, which I know you're probably open to doing anyways. But like, if Buchnevich costs you a first and Borgo. And okay. moving Campbell costs you a first and a third and another prospect or a first in Broberg. Like you're just totally emptying the cupboards just to get Buchnevich in the door. Why is that such a bad thing? I don't think it's a, yeah, okay, maybe it's not a bad thing. It's just a lot, man. It's a lot to make that money work. And I know I said connect me, like I like connect me more. Right winger brings a bit more physical bite than, than Buchnevich, in my opinion. The, uh, ah, I love them, but I just I just have a tough time seeing how it works. The problem with it, too, another layer of it is the money that the Oilers have to to move out is Kulak or CC, right? Yeah, and we know St. Louis's blue line is just loaded with guys who have no movement clauses, so it's going to be difficult. But I don't think it's like unrealistic that they would go in on Bushnevich. Just knowing that, like, it was kind of right around this time last year, maybe a little bit further back, a couple of weeks that. TSX Holmes name popped up and they managed to figure that out. Yep. I think it's I think it's intriguing name. It fits what they need. Owen says Buchnevich has to be more than a first in Borgo. I don't know if it is, maybe a little bit more, but if St. Louis is willing to keep 50%, I would do a lot for Buchnevich. And maybe so if if they can keep 50, then all of a sudden he's 2.9. If you move Kulak and check down to Broberg. Burry, Yan, Mark, you're starting to get there. So maybe it's not as unrealistic as, as I first thought, but I do like Buchnevich at your number two. Uh, in my number two spot, I have Scott Lawton. And not, one of the two new names, Buchnevich being the other one in Frank's top 10. I just think if you can't get the winger you like, connect me in this situation, right? And, and we're acknowledging that Foley isn't available right now. Gensel's not available right now. If you can't get the wing help, yeah. then just put McLeod on the wing. And get Lawton and run Connor, Leon, Scott down the middle. It's got a nice ring to it. Um, I think he helps you defensively, take some pressure off on the PK, would allow you to remove a guy like Yanmark out of the lineup because then you're not worried about not having enough penalty killers. So then you bump Lawton in there. He's a good centerman for you. You could move Holloway to the middle. You're running this great spine of four centermen. Like I three million bucks for two more years. You fit it in, however. Whether it's doing the Kulak and check down thing, whether it's, oh, I don't know how you could pay Philly enough to retain on two more years, but maybe. I just, I like the fit here a lot. I think you can find a way to make it work. Yeah. I, I would welcome an addition of Scott Lawton. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if we had the same number one, but give me we, your we number. Did. You do. We, we did. did. You do. But he's number one on both our lists. Yeah. yeah. Fire him up. Number one on both of our lists. Are we a, are we a Chris Tanev show? I think we are Chris Tanev every day. Oh, yeah. I mean, look. Yeah. Rebrand it. The fact that yesterday Frank came on the show and said the Calgary Flames do not want a first round pick for this guy. Yeah. And that there would not be any Oilers tax put on this. Yep. How can you not want him? Yeah, like, just get him. Like, he's get him. upgrade over CC and a somewhat similar style of defensive defenseman. It right? took us a while to get here, but we're here. We're here. We made it, folks. In a way, it feels like destiny. We were always going to end up with Chris Tanev being our number one. 
one day where we'll see him in the Copper so and Blue. He's number one on both our lists. This says number one on Liam's list. Did we also make the same graphic that just has my name on it? Of course we did. That's really, that's really going to bruise my ego. If there, Thank you. There you he's go. also number one on my list. Yeah. Why would I make one graphic that says number one on Liam and Tyler's list when I could make two? Yeah. Well, that's kind of on brand for not us. Harder, not smarter. Yes. Uh, so there you go. Chris Tanev is our guy. If all it caught, if all Calgary wants is a second round pick, it, so I think the difference here would be Edmonton's pick is presumably, fingers crossed, a late second round pick. So you might have to kick in a little bit more here to Calgary than just that second. Maybe you kick in a little bit more and they retain on this yeah. thing, and then you dump off Cody CC. However, the hell you need to dump off Cody CC. You figure it out. Maybe that's he's an upgrade, though. I've come well, to terms with that. It's like what in a similar way of what Vancouver did, right? Where they got Zadarov, but was it before or after they traded Beauvillier? Because yeah, they, they dump Beauvillier to and then the they Hawks use that and then, pick to get Zadarov. Yeah, they used the pick, used the cap space. There's always a team out there that'll take him, right? Come on, Chicago. <laughs> you need players. Yeah, Arizona's got like 90 second round picks in the next two drafts. Well, they got a lot of other things to worry about rather than the trade deadline. I think. <laughs> oh fuck! Someone yet? Someone yesterday tweeted Frank and I. And I was like, trade proposal, Oilers get Vimelka, Edmonton sends Rexall place. Oh, I, to, <laughs> oh, I was dying. That was that's good stuff. They need a rink. They do. <laughs> and they got two what goalies. A crazy turn of events. We have two rinks, one goalie. He makes sense. All right. Just wild. Has there ever been a team? I'm I know the answer to this. I don't know why I'm asking. Okay. That's been moved twice. Yeah, there's gotta be. Yeah. Atlanta. Well, they, they've had two teams but I mean, and lost like, them both. Through yeah. the projection, because it was Winnipeg, then moved to Arizona, then was yeah, moved yeah. again. I don't know who that is. Uh, history of relocation. Projects for tomorrow? Can you dig into it? Um, I know I hate, you hate when I ask you to prep. I, I did a lot of prep. Eli, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Intern Eli, if you're listening, please put together a PowerPoint. Oh, Rusty said KC moved to Colorado and moved to New Jersey. Thank you, Rusty. Oh, I there have no go. idea that happened. Uh, all right. It is, it's the halfway point of the show. So you got to get to the Star Mechanical guest line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find out more about them online at starmechanical.ca. It's Super Bowl week. That's a football thing. So why is Pete Blackburn, the host of a hockey podcast out in Sin City? Let's find out. Pete, welcome to Oilers Nation every day. How's Vegas treating you? It's lovely. I'm uh, I'm getting ready to leave. We're leaving today. It's been far. I've been on the road far too long. I am running on fumes here, but uh, Vegas has been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, looks like you're having an absolute blast. The hockey reporter at Media Day bit that you guys did <laughs> is one of the best pieces of hockey content I've seen in the last however long. I want to know, like, I watched the videos, hilarious. Were there any responses you didn't include that were, like, maybe a little bit out there? Any players just really not get it? I mean, I think all of them didn't get it. And uh, understandably so. Why would we send a, a hockey hockey reporters to Super Bowl media night. But I mean, like they played along and uh, it was it was fun just because like we were probably the 900th most random and useless people there. So that whole that whole night is a circus. We didn't have to feel bad about like wasting their time because we weren't the only ones asking dumb questions. It was uh, it was a good time. But what a useless night. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's any night in the history of sports media to get away with jackassery, like Super Bowl Media Day is exactly that. Um, I also want to plug something you and your co-host did on What Chaos, the interview with our boy Gene Principe. What was Gino like? 
Uh, like whoever said never meet your heroes, never met Gene because Gene is exactly what you would expect him to be. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's funny. He'll joke around, clown, clown around. I, I mean, props to him for coming on our show because he could have easily been so scared away by us and how much we're obsessed with him. Like two days into the, doing the show, we decided that uh, Gene was like our white whale and like the the number one guest that we wanted and we got him. He was wonderful. Shout out to Gene. Just an absolute gem. Uh, also Bob Stouffer, like we met him. He was great. Like just, I, I can't explain to you enough how much I love the Edmonton Oilers broadcast. You guys are so blessed to be able to watch those guys every single night, the entertainment, like the insight, the fact that you get to watch the cocaine circus of a hockey team in the Edmonton Oilers you guys are living in like the golden age of hockey right now. I hope you appreciate it every single day. Uh, Gene is, I always tell people, Gene is ex- meeting Gene is exactly how you expect Gene to be. Meeting Bob Stoffer is also exactly <laughs> how you expect Bob Stoffer to be. Uh, we're going to put the link to uh, Pete's interview with Gene in the YouTube description. So for everyone watching this show right now, go watch the interview with Gene right after. It is absolutely uh, tremendous. You guys are also set up on, uh, on Radio Row. What is Radio Row at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas like? Just pandemonium? Um, it's actually like it's it's organized pandemonium. Like it is it's well run. It's just like a big it's essentially like a convention center. It's a big warehouse just of people doing their shows. Uh, you know, obviously like the bigger shows have like these big stages and and things like that. But for jackasses like us, we get a table, we get a backdrop, and we do our show every day. And uh, yeah, organized pandemonium is the best way that I can put it. It's a uh, it's it's a wild scene for sure. So obviously, the Oilers' streak came to an end on Tuesday, which was devastating for all of us. Do you think this streak was legit of sixteen games? There's been so many people out there that were like, oh, they only beat bad teams. But it's like you can only beat what's in front of you, and if it's that easy, then why doesn't everyone else do it? You people know, people were shitting on us. Exactly. I think that's like, that's the appropriate discourse to have. It's, you know, a win is a win is a win. All the points count the same. Sure. Like I think like 11 of the teams out of the the 16 were non-playoff teams. But again, like you said, you can only play who's in front of you and who's on the schedule and how many teams in the history of the league have ripped off 16 game win streaks. Not too many of them. So I think that, you know, people will always find a reason to, poo poo on an accomplishment um and you win 16 games in a row it's special no matter who you beat so the oilers and everybody you guys should take credit and pride in the fact that they were able to rip off 16 in a row i think right now when you look at the two conferences and we're a month away from the nhl trade deadline like the west looks like it's just juggernaut after juggernaut all these teams with legit cup aspirations then you go out east and it's like okay like your Boston Bruins, they're looking good. And Florida's okay, but the Rangers are up and down and the Canes are up and down. Who Who is the top class in the East, I guess? And is there any one of the teams who are maybe just on the outside who you think can push themselves into there with the right deadline? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the East is wide open. Like, it's very wide open. The Bruins, I would say, are the class of the Eastern Conference, but I'm still not believing in them as, as a, a powerhouse necessarily. Like, I think that you talk about, you can say whatever you want about the flame out in the playoffs last year, but I do think that this team is kind of thin in, in the depth department. We've seen uh, Jim Montgomery shorten the bench way too many times this season at the end of games, and it's cost them. Uh, I think that if you're looking at, 
the blue line, if they have one or two losses uh, uh, from that, that blue line in the playoffs, which tends to happen every single year for a team that goes deep, I think they're screwed. Like, I don't think that they have the depth to withstand it. And, uh, you know, I, so I, I don't know who the team is that I, I look at. I, I think that a lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference need to reinforce. They need help. Um, and I think that a lot of them should look at doing that because of the fact that it is so wide open. It's for the taking. If you were the Pittsburgh Penguins GM, Kyle Dubas, mm, famous GM. famously known as Kyle Dubas, uh, what would you do if Jake Gensel? Would you move him or would you just keep him right it out? I, I I think that you you have to look at at the bigger picture. I don't think that the Pittsburgh Penguins, like I know I just said the Eastern Conference is wide open and it can be taken by anybody. I, I think that you asset management is important. And, uh, you know, the, the Penguins obviously need to retool a little bit and reshape their roster. And I think that if you can get something for Gensel that kind of helps you down the line in the next few years, you look at that. I know that they put themselves in a tough position with some of the extensions for the older guys and, you know, th- that those pillars are going to have to be there presumably just because of the, the contractual situation. But if I could get something for Gensel, uh, I, I would, I would certainly look at it. And I think it would be the smart thing to do if you're a GM who, who uh, puts an emphasis on asset management. Yeah, I, man, if you're Dubas, how can you sit and look at Sidney Crosby through just... the fake lenses on your glasses and be like, Sid, we are trading Jake Gensel for a first round pick and a guy who was born 18 years. Right. Like, I don't know how you could do that to sit a guy who was born when your career started. Like it'd be tough. Uh, you mentioned, obviously we mentioned you're in Vegas, Super Bowl week, you've been bouncing around. We saw it ran into you at the all-star in Toronto. Are you staying in Vegas until the, the big day, the big game, we'll call it because this is a sponsored segment. No, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm flying home today, uh, overnight. So, uh, I, thankfully, like as fun as this has been, it has been a blast and I will have a little bit of FOMO that I'm missing the big game this weekend here. Cause I'm sure it's going to be a party. It's going to be a scene, but the Super Bowl for me, I, I wouldn't want to watch it anywhere else other than like in a living room at a house party, something like that. It's just, you miss the commercials, you miss like the comfort. And for me, like I came here straight from the NHL all-star game. So I haven't been home in a little bit. Um, I, I just want to be on my couch. I want to take in the commercials. I want to get the halftime show. And I, I, I also think that football is a TV sport. It is so much better on TV than it is in person. And uh, you know, I think the opposite is true for, for hockey. It's the best live sport, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any interest in being here. I get me home to my couch immediately. Let me, uh, let me wrap up then just what was the atmosphere like for that game between the Oilers and Golden Knights? It was awesome. I mean, like everybody says the Vegas has one of the best uh, in arena atmospheres in the NHL. Very true. It lived up to the hype. The, uh, the, you know, the, the show that they put on in the pregame was amazing. We got to spend some time with the, uh, the game ops department. Uh, and, and it was the first time that they rolled out the second half presentation that they do before the game. The moving parts behind that is insane. Like there's 40, I think they said there's 30 to 40 people on headsets and comms just directing the, the pregame show. Uh, tons of Oilers fans in the building for that, for that game which is, they said that, you know, not uncommon. Obviously, it's a destination. You look at the schedule when it comes out at the beginning of the year. I'm sure a lot of fan bases are circling Vegas being like, we're going to that game. We're bringing a, a ton of people. 
Like the crowd was amazing. Everybody was engaged, like tons of Golden Knights fans there, obviously tons of Oilers fans. And with it being Super Bowl week, there were a lot of neutral fans who just kind of wanted to see what the spectacle was all about. But everybody was engaged in that game. It felt like a playoff atmosphere and uh, tons of great things to say about that experience. So if you can get to Vegas and see the Golden Knights play, absolutely do it. All right. Good shit, Pete. Appreciate you hopping on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. There you go, Pete Blackburn. If you have not checked out his show, What Chaos, you should. The guests they get are unreal. Him and DJ are absolutely hilarious as well. Um, it was, I think one of the first ones they did was the Allmark Swayman dual interview. And that was fucking hilarious, man. That was a good one. Yeah. That was good. This, uh, what Chaos on YouTube. Go look it up. Tell what about the text I sent you today? The text. And you, you told me that Pete was coming on. I said, we got Pete Blackburn on the show today. And Liam said, what chaos that would be. <laughs> Look at Liam's face. <laughs> that was at 830 this morning. And I was, I was my game right and early. We were trying to, we were trying to figure out who our guest was going to be today. And I'm flipping through my contacts. I'll flex a little here. And there was a, there's a prominent NFL insider whose number I have in my phone from back when I worked at the radio station. And I thought it'd be funny to screenshot his name and send it to you guys and be like, I got a guest idea for today. And as I screenshotted his name, my finger slipped and I hit FaceTime and it rang like, and I was like, Oh my God. I was like quickly just absolutely hammering the X button. So man, I don't know if it, uh, if it went through this guy, he's got 4.3 million Twitter followers. Um, You've probably heard of him. Yeah. You've probably heard of him, but dude, the heart attack I had when I like went to go, Drop the screenshot and then put my phone down and heard that ring was the scariest moment of my life. And I was a little nervous. He was going to call me back and be like, who is this? Why are you that FaceTiming so me? Funny. I wonder if he has your name saved in his phone. Zero percent chance. I think yeah, I texted him three times yeah. like to confirm hits when I was bruised. Like, hey, good yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, I feel like I should just delete the contact to make sure that doesn't happen again, if I'm being honest. But anyways, uh, all right. Someone said, Tyler, turn your phone off. I think my phone is off. Might have been Pete. I think that was Pete. Ah, classic. Okay. Pete's a busy, a busy guy. Man. He's a busy man. He's out living it up in Vegas. Big shout out to Pete for joining us on the Star Mechanical guest line. They've been serving the Edmonton area for more than 20 years and doing it damn well. Starmechanical.ca to find out more. Um, oh, you know what we didn't get to yet today? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I had this one thrown together. I just didn't do the ad read attached to it. The mock trade for our friends at Service Credit Union. The deals are fake, but the money you can win at Service is very, very real. The Service Big Share is back for the sixth year with your chance to win $1 million just by saving money. Anyone can enter by becoming a member and saving with Service. Every $500 saved gives you five entries into the Service Big Share program or Big Share contest. Transfer your existing savings as well to Service for more chances to win that $1 million contest ends April 30th, 2024. Skill test required for rules. Visit service.ca slash win. What is so funny? Liam's <laughs> in a giggly mood. Uh, Maynard's comment made me laugh because I forgot that I had done that. Uh, that one. <laughs> From O&R. Oh, O&R. Oh, that was I'm bad. not going to repeat it because I might get in trouble, but I, I if you want to go listen to it, it's around the 20-minute mark of the podcast. It was... It was- I asked, I was like, do we take that out? And I was like, no, we don't have to take it out. It so was a consensus, no. Consensus, no. Well, BM yeah. and Dan both said it was good to go. Yeah. Uh, all right, my mock trade, I kind of touched on it earlier. This year's second and next year's third for Chris Tanev. And then you trade Cody Cece for a fourth round pick. Yes, sounds good to me. We're good. Plus, how much does Chris Tanev even make? Uh, everyone in the chat, let me know if you're good with that. I'll fire uh, the paperwork off to Kenny. 4.5, 4.75, something like that. So we'll say second and a third. He is 4.5. So second and a third. Flames got to keep 1.2 million to make it work. CC goes out for a fourth. If we're good, I'll, I'll group text Ken and Craig. I'll be like, boys, deal's done. We're everyone, Oilers fan base is in on it. Yeah. And we're good to roll. Yeah, that sounds good to me. You could also, again, just send down. If you can get Cody Cece out, and then you move down Yamark, yeah, and you run with a one man less roster. Yeah, and then you get uh, Calgary to spot the difference on whatever that would be. Like probably going to cost you a little bit less too. Mm-hmm. There's ways to do it. It's a very doable trade. Would he resign? I'm convinced there's a good chance. How comfortable would you be if you're the Oilers in moving both your first and second rounder, and then not having a pick until round five? What does it matter, Colorado? I think when they won the cup, I'd like a. What day are the first and like sixth and seventh? Something yeah, something like that. Picks are picks, right? Like it's about, we've said this on the show before, but like it's about who you pick and how you develop them after. Also, I've kind of heard that this draft falls off pretty hard towards the back end I, of the first round. I don't know a ton about this draft yet, but the what this would be the 06 draft class. Yeah, probably a bit hit and miss just from what I know about the Western League. Uh, Daryl Sutter is in and says, fairy tale land. Silly season has begun. Frank says the Flames are only looking for a second round pick for Tanev. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not crazy to think that this is doable. Although he's on the list. It's not like he's not on yeah. the, he's six on the list. Although there's one team out there that worries me a little bit when it comes to Tanev, and it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Frank today on the DFO rundown mentioned how, you know, if the if the Leafs had it, he didn't say it like this, but there's a feeling, I think, that if yeah. the Leafs had their second round pick, Chris Tanev would already be a Leaf. And the oh, Flames are probably saying, hey, we're not going down to a third or two thirds to make this deal happen. If you want it to happen, it's a first. And I wonder if there's a world where Toronto goes, okay, if you want us to overpay like that, let's get it. We're getting them both. Give us Hannafin, give us Tanev. 
give us an entirely new top or second pairing, whatever you'd want to call it. And we're just going to push all our chips in once again. For a first? What was the deal you said? A first and a high-end prospect. Just get both Hannafin and Tanev and say we're going all in. Interesting. You could. I'm not sure what even equivalent that would be be like. But yeah, I mean, why wouldn't Toronto want to do that, right? Like that's their biggest weakness. Their forward group is strong, although the only players that score are in. But you said the thing that the last ten goal scorers have been only like Matthews, Nylander, and. Tavares and I think Benoit had an empty net or something like that. Fifth on Anna, their maybe fifth on their team in scoring outside of their big four is Cali Yarncroft with ten goals. Yikes! They have no scoring, so or no depth scoring. Depth it's scoring. not great. And they're paying guys to do it. Tyler Batuzzi, Max Domi have not shown up for that team. They've combined for ten goals this year. I thought those two signings were unreal. Me too. I never really understood the Klingberg one. That was dumb. That was that a, was a silly one. It was just a bit too much. Okay? Even in the moment. When I heard Klingberg yeah. to the Leafs on a one-year deal, I was like, oh, like 1.2 mil, like just test drive them. But I even felt like 3 million at the most. Yeah. You know, it, that was not worked. Nope. Oh, not at all. Not a bad shot to take, I suppose. There you go. Shout out to Service Credit Union and the Service Big Share Program or Big Share Contest. It is back your chance to win a million dollars. Uh, the menu for our friends at DoorDash. Head to DoorDash today. And it's Thursday, basically Friday. Mail her in, right? You don't want to be cooking tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 25% off zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. New episode of Nation Real Life today where I will have an update on parking gate in my neighborhood. Really? Uh, yeah. There's another new uh, revelation. There's, yeah, another layer. More tactics, more antics, I should say. Can't wait to listen. I it's can't good. wait to hear that. Yeah, it's really good. I'll tell you guys about it after the show. Uh, but you're going to have to tune in. You, the listeners, going to have to tune in to real life if you want an update on Parking Gate. Also, did Chris Chalmers remember to go to the dentist? We will also find out the answer to that question. What a podcast. What a podcast. You don't get that kind of entertainment anywhere else. Uh, t- not a game day today. I don't like this whole back-to-back days without a game after just playing one coming out of the break. That stinks. But back-to-backs this weekend, so lots of pre- and post-game content for you on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed if you are not already. Uh, We flew through today's show. Uh, We got to talk about, Liam, the thing that we were talking about before. Okay. So you are in a virtual golf league. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure what you were referring to. This is out. Do it. Okay. Oh, we're good. Oh, I wonder. I thought you were waiting for me to like explain. No, nope. go explain it. Yeah, yeah. What? Do you, just the league? Yeah, explain the premise of it. Give so, the people the right backstory. From start to finish, I've I've been golfing now for about three years. Not really familiar with. I'm starting to learn the clubs a lot yep. more. So I never had a sixty, and I just could not chip for the life of me. So my first, however many rounds, have been brutal. But now I've started to pick it up, and I'm, the last is twelve players in our league we are every wednesday and the last placed person goes to eat pancakes at 24 hours at denny's but it's that rule where for every pancake you eat you lose an hour yeah so it looked like i was dead in the dust for a while i've started to pick it up and other people have started to drop a little bit and i've got an extra round but our last round is a beer round so for every beer you drink it takes a stroke off your game yeah however it's a lot different to obviously outdoor golf, which can take four or five hours maybe per round. Yeah. So you have a lot more time to drink there. Virtual golf, you sit in one spot. Like, so I'm trying to figure out a strategy of how to execute this enough. I'm a good drinker. I can, I can put back some beers and be fine. So I'm trying to figure out a strategy to how I can drink so many beers 
basically give myself a, a fighting chance to, to get out of the basement, get out of this. Yeah. So my strategy is my front nine. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have four or five in an hour. <laughs> so you said <laughs> that you were, key, that well, no, the way you framed this to me before the show, while you sat far away on the couch yeah. was you're like, so my plan is to take it easy on the front nine, yeah, four or five. In Liam, 50 minutes, but it, the well, front nine of virtual golf takes an hour, hour and a half. It depends how fast so in play. what world are you sitting there going, I'm going to have four or five and just feel it out. What's the second half look like a beer every four minutes falls to the wall is what it's going to be. I'm going to be eating and I'm going to be drinking water for every beer I have to counter it. So then that way that the equation should keep me fairly sober that I can keep this going and I I'm okay. Like I'm a good golfer. I just can't chip, but I figured it out. So I'm trying to figure out the perfect strategy. I think the idea of drinking that much and then drinking more liquid with water and then taking more food in. I don't think you can do beers either. Does it have to be beers? Uh, No, it could be anything. Mixed drinks might be a little easier. That changes everything. Or like white claws. I don't think you can just like rip shots and stuff like that. But like, I I don't know. That would be the move. Yeah, that that would help massively. But I don't know. Like I've, I'm, a, I've, I've worked on my drinking game the last few years. I can, I know when I'm about to climb that. You peak took that three down. months off. I did. Found yourself. I rebuilt my back. image. And he's back. But when we were in Toronto, yeah, I was it. matching you, and I, I never went over the edge. I was calm, cool, collected the whole time. Yeah, you and were. I know my one friend who's in this league who's down on the bottom with me. Is talking. it Greg? No, Greg is somehow one of our best golfers. It's crazy. I do not. I've never golfed with Greg. Sandbagger. Like, too, uh, honestly, you're telling me. Yesterday, get this. Greg, listen up. Dude, so there's a bunch of, there's 12 of us in this league and we get spread out basically based off our handicaps to keep the pace of play going. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it just gets mixed up and you just kind of go with whoever. So on the one hole, it was four of the bottom five, three of the bottom five at least. I'm not sure where Greg maybe lies. And they were all doing like not so great. And all of a sudden their uh, machine wasn't working. Sabotage. Apparently their shots weren't calculating correctly. It's like, gentlemen, we're three of the bottom five here. <laughs> I got a sneaky suspicion. Some of these shots just aren't very good. Just saying. Interesting. Sorry, Greg. Truth hurts. The drama. So when is the beer round? Uh, March 2nd, because we, it was supposed to be next week, but Valentine's Day. Don't want to get in trouble. The week after that is um, uh, I we're going to Phoenix. Yep. So I can't make that one. Although we're back. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Maybe someone else is missing that okay. one. But then the week after it just kind of comes. So we've got a few weeks. I got my makeup round. I have to hit a 106 or better, according to Greg, who is my math guy. It's big. Yesterday I hit a 97. The week before last, I hit a 91. But the week eight that I miss is a tough course. Can I tell you the best part about all this from my personal perspective? Go ahead. I'm really liking our chances to potentially beat Jay and Chalmers next year at the Oilers I have, Open. I have been working on my game. I have For a, that reason, I'd hope. I have a 60 now. Yeah? I'm not chipping with a pitching much. I've started to learn how, like, my drives are fine. You kept them straight for the most yeah, part. Yeah, like I can. I've, You're I've, a good scramble partner because, like, it's it's never 250 yards, but it's down the middle. I'm down the middle. But once I got there, I just couldn't couldn't crack it. Shout out to our boy Ryan. Hope. Yeah. And also too, I don't know if anyone's virtual. Also, have you seen Ryan's podcast? 
Yeah, he's got a farming party. It's really cool. I DM him with a. I should get the name. You might have to check your golf chat. Uh, we'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of messages going on, but uh, for virtual golf too, there's a little gimme range, right? So you can just chip it onto the green. Yeah, you just gotta get. I had my other friend Matt, who sometimes listens to this show too. Mm -hmm. He we were playing, and he basically went 12 holes before he had to putt. He just kept chipping it right into the right into the circle and just getting all these gimmies. It was nuts. I think he played twice on two holes, sorry, that entire entire round. It was crazy. Virtual golf, a lot of fun. It was a little short at first when we had the idea, but it is uh, it's good to get together with the boys. Did you get any cheesecake yesterday? No, I, I, I didn't get any cheesecake yesterday, but I think I might have to mix in a few. We did have a rule one week where uh, for every cheesecake you ate, it took a stroke off. So that was fun. Now uh, then uh, it's our boy, Ryan, his pod is uh, the, what the futures podcast. Yeah, it's it's a farming pod. If you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into farming. I retweet some of his stuff. Sometimes he's got, he's got merch too. Shout out to Ryan. I really hope he's uh, our partner again next year, but it's an Me auction. Too. So you all have a chance. If you think you can help Liam and I take down Jay and Chalmers in the next Oilers nation open. Giddy up. Uh, all right, let's move towards uh, the end here. Betway, not a game day today. So uh, no Oilers game to bet on. Oh, can I tell you a money line I love tonight over on Betway? Yes. The Winnipeg Jets. Who are they playing? They're in Philly. Philly oh. is below 500 at home this year. Winnipeg is above 500 on the road. We got a really good road team, a subpar home team. Winnipeg's lost two in a row. I don't think they have it in them to lose three in a row. No, they're they're a good team. Yeah. Is, who's their goalie tonight? Probably not. Hellebuck. I, I think might, it's Hellebuck. Maybe Hellebuck. Yeah, I would go with that one. I'm double checking now that it is Connor Hellebuck. I really like that. I did a shot prop parlay today on DFO Live, uh, DFO Live as well. Hannafin over one and a half, McAvoy over one and a half. They've been crushing it as of late. So there you go. There's some picks for tonight for you, courtesy of Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Yeah, what was going on in the golf group chat? Greg says there is so much going on in this. Are they golf angry trip? at you? Uh, I think they gave out a no, strategy. no. The what? I told him my strategy was a secret. Then I just told it to everyone. <laughs> ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. You got to play the game. Christopher Palmer is in and says, I couldn't out drink Liam by the sounds of this, but I could throw back a beer way faster. Well, we're going to be drinking with him down in. Uh, I'm a pacer. I'm a pace down in Arizona. Pace, oh, play. so the Tiger Woods has that like luxury mini golf thing. Are oh, we going? Yeah. So originally we weren't going to do it because it's only out in Glendale. There's one open in Scottsdale now. Are we close to? Uh, we're in Scottsdale. We're in Scottsdale. I th- oh, I thought we we're in Tempe. So we're right there. So I was talking to Jay. Well, our hotel is in Scottsdale. I was talking to Jay, and he said, "Just call." And he said, "Book for like all the staff to go, and then maybe we can tell like the nation vacationers, hey, this is the time we're booking. Like, try to get in as well." So. Um, you can't book online. I think you have to call them. So I was going to give them a ring after the show today. Um, Maynard says luxury mini golf. Yeah, it's sweet. Oh. It's like a top golf style mini golf thing. Oh. It looks really, really cool. So I'm excited to do that. Work on our golf games down there. Phoenix, the greater Phoenix area is just, um, it's also massive. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Like I remember actually Greg and I went to, uh, he has a house down there, down in Mesa. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went to the zoo. I was telling you about the zoo. You love the zoo. Toronto. The distance to get to actual Phoenix is nuts. Like from just the, all these yeah. surrounding areas, crazy, crazy little place. Hockey should work there. Like really, it really should. It it's sounds crazy, but not, it, yeah. it should work. All right. Uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Tomorrow, we have a special guest joining us. We hope 
and it's someone we've hyped up. So that's all I'm going to say. It is someone we've hyped up, and I believe we got him wrong. It's also a short for giant game day edition of the program. All coming to you from the Sports Closet Studio. Big shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet. Three locations in the Edmonton area. St. Albert Mall, Sherwood Park Mall, and of course, Kingsway Mall, if you're actually in Edmonton. Big shout out to Pete Blackburn from What Chaos for swinging by from Vegas and doing the show for a little bit today. And a big shout out to all of you in the Charm Diamond Center's YouTube chat. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, noon, 1201, 1202 Mountain, somewhere around then. We'll chat with you then. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.